You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Um, the scripture today is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. I'm grateful to God, whom I serve with a good conscience, as my ancestors did. I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night. When I remember your tears, I long to see you so that I can be filled with happiness. I'm reminded of your authentic faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. I'm sure that this faith is also inside you. Because of this, I'm reminded, I'm reminding you to revive God's gift that is in you through the laying on of my hands. God didn't give us a spirit that is timid, but one that is powerful, loving, and self-controlled. This is the word of God for the people of God. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It was interesting to read the names this year. I I think I'm discovering that every year I serve with you all, that list becomes more and more difficult to read through because these are not just names to me. I know they're not just names to you. These are people that I've greeted on Sunday mornings. These are people that I've laughed with, that I've prayed with, that I've sat sometimes in meetings with, people that I've learned just a few just a few of their stories and their quirks and their, uh, the wonderful joy that they bring to the world. And even if I haven't met them personally, as is the case for some of the people on the list we read this morning, I've met you all. And I know that these are people that are close to you, your loved ones that have been lost. Some of the people that have been lost in this faith community since I've served here will stay with me forever in the way that I know they'll stay with you forever. And I think that's why the book of Hebrews writes about this cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Because wherever we sit this morning, whether it's in the sanctuary or at home, we're not truly alone. We are surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, the legacy of those who have loved God and are now with God. It's our tradition as a church to mark All Saints Sunday by reflecting on those who have gone on to heaven, those who are united with God, those who have done their work and served and are now at rest. And especially we honor and celebrate those that we've lost in the past year. As the scripture Jeff read for us this morning suggests from 2 Timothy, we remember the faith of our mothers and our grandmothers, our mentors, our friends, people that we've known perhaps even in this place 
who have praised God before us. Well, All Saints Day feels personal to me this year for another reason, which is that my grandmother is one of the ones who has died since last All Saints Day. Her name was Barbara, Barbara Ruth Crum. And she was born in 1925, the 20s. Uh, We lost a few from the 20s this year. She grew up during the Great Depression in a small town in Indiana. And uh, like many of those who lived through the Depression, she was fond of saving things and hoping to fix things because you never knew when you might need something, when it might be able to be used. She was a teenager for most of World War II, and she told us often, you just don't understand how it was during the war years. I think folks who lived through that time might agree with her. Eventually, she uh, attended Adrian College, and it was a rarity of women in her generation to attend college, but her parents placed a very high value on education, and so she not only attended, she graduated, and that's where she met my grandfather, who felt a calling to become a pastor. He had served in the Navy during World War II, and he was on the GI Bill. He went to Drew Seminary, and then eventually back to Michigan, where they served in Cities like Detroit, Bay City, Saginaw, Seboing, Goodrich, all places where he was appointed by the bishop to serve Methodist churches. Well, today's scripture talks about the faith of mothers and grandmothers and reminds us that God gave us spirits that are powerful, not timid, spirits that are loving, spirits that have the capacity to be self-disciplined. And when I think about what other generations have had to go through, what my own grandmother had to endure at times, I'm in awe of the level of faith and resilience that it must have taken. I don't think it was an easy time for those who lived through the Great Depression, those who lived through World War II. I know some of you in this room have lived through difficult things. I know it wasn't easy for my grandmother She was a pastor's wife in an era when pastor's wives, because they were all pastor's wives in those days, had high expectations placed upon them. And at one point, the bishop's wife actually gathered all the the clergy wives together and explained how they should act and the standard with which they must dress and the particular gloves that they must wear and how they must be trendsetters in their communities and models of propriety and all these things that were placed upon her. It seems like an impossible task. And for my grandmother, the impossibility of this task was only accentuated by her lifelong struggle with mental health, particularly anxiety and depression that for her at times was completely debilitating. In 2022 now, uh, mental health is something that is talked about much more openly And we have a long way to go with talking about that and reducing the stigma. But for my grandmother, there were very few resources to offer support. And I can't imagine the kind of resilience that it must have taken for her to simply put one foot in front of the next, isolated in the ways that she was in these communities where she was appointed to go without some of the support systems that might have otherwise offered a little extra care for her. And yet one of her greatest joys, my grandmother, was talking with people. She loved to meet new people. 
She loved to ask about their lives and their families and to find connections between them. She enjoyed checking in on the people that she knew to see how things were going, and if she found out somebody was going through a difficult time, she would do whatever she could to offer support and care to them. She just loved hearing stories about people's lives, and she loved sharing stories from her own life, and she loved to talk. She was one of those people, perhaps you know, one of these people who would go to the post office or the grocery store and she'd come back with two new friends and she'd tell you their whole life story. She was that kind of person. And she was famous for ending hour-long phone conversations, well, you would think they were ending, by saying, well, just one more thing. And then you'd be on the phone for another half an hour as she told you about whatever this one more thing was. I tell you all this because I think my grandmother was pretty amazing. She found strength in her faith, and even when life was challenging, and there were many challenges, she found some of her greatest joy in brightening the lives of other people. And All Saints Day for me this year involves remembering these kinds of details about my grandmother, honoring the difficulty of her path, remembering her courage, celebrating her joy. And I know she's just one of so many. I know have, you have your own loved ones and your own details and your own memories that are coming to mind on a day like today. Some of you might have lost grandparents or great-grandparents this year. Some of you have lost a mother this year. Some of you have lost a father your spouse, a child, a grandchild. Many of us lost friends. And there's no way to quantify the loss that we feel. There's no way to sum up all of those lives in a few words. Because each loss is unique, just like each one of our loved ones was unique. And the grief is unique too. We need days like All Saints Day. This is a day that gives us permission to remember. It gives us permission to grieve freely, openly. It gives us permission to celebrate the good things. It's a day when we remember the strength and the faith of those who have gone before us, whether it is a grandmother or a mother like in the reading from Second Timothy or a father or a grandfather or a mentor or somebody that we simply met at church one Sunday. And the remarkable thing as I think about all of these loved ones is that each person we've loved and lost struggled in some way. And each person that we've loved and lost had areas of great strength. In a few moments this morning, we'll be invited to take part in a meal, communion at the Lord's table. And those of you who are worshiping online with us, this is a moment you may gather some elements of bread and juice or water if you don't have juice. Uh, you can celebrate with us if you feel comfortable. God's table is a place that is large enough that there's a seat for us. There's a space for us. There's a space for each person we've lost. And there's a place for struggles 
and there's a place for strength, and there's a place for joy and remembering and grieving, and all of it is welcome at God's table. And there's a place for us at God's table whether we have faith, faith like our grandmothers or a faith that is uniquely our own. During this meal, there is a powerful connection with those we have lost and with those who have yet to join us on this earth. It's a meal that transcends time and space, connecting us with something far deeper, far richer, far more far-reaching than the simple elements of bread and juice would suggest. I believe it's a foretaste of God's heavenly banquet. It's a kickstart to our faith. It's a receiving of grace. It's a reminder of sacrifice and love and the brevity of life and the beauty that we've been offered here in this place, in this time. And as I take communion this morning, I'll be thinking of my grandmother and her faith. I invite you to think of somebody who's been a mentor to you as well. I'd also invite you to imagine two billion Christians around the world sharing this meal in the days ahead, united by the love of Jesus. I'd invite you to imagine the billions of Christians who have lived and died before us, united by this common sacrifice and bond. Our grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents stretching back and back and back. The witness and memory of this, these people is among us as we come forward to this table, to this meal. And even here in this sanctuary of Clarkston United Methodist Church, we just read names of people who are no longer with us physically but who will live on in the memory of this place. Thousands of believers have walked forward in this aisleway. We remember many of them, and they're with God now. They received bread and juice. They praised the name of Jesus just like we will today. And they struggled, and they had faith, and they prayed, and they wept, and they shared the love of God with people. I'd invite us today to remember. May this be a day of remembering. May it be a day for tears. May it be a day for laughter. May it be a day for honoring those who have come before us, inviting that legacy to propel us forward into the future. May we never forget and may we not be afraid to grieve. We give thanks in all things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.